Welcome to Divorce Dialogues. I'm Katherine Miller. Divorce Dialogues brings expert guests to the airways to talk through your divorce questions and fill in the gray areas about separating. From thinking about divorce, to how to behave during divorce, to what to do after, this is Divorce Dialogues. Welcome to Dialogue on Divorce. I'm Katherine Miller. I'm the founder of the Miller Law Group and director for the Center for Understanding in Conflict. And I am on a mission to change how people divorce and help them divorce with dignity. And my guest today is Kevin Cotter. Kevin is the author of 101 Uses for My Ex-Wife's Wedding Dress, which I think is a humorous look at your divorce. Kevin, is that right? It is for sure. Yeah, it's a kind of a lighthearted method for moving on after my ex-wife and I split up in 2009. What I really love about your book and about your idea and your actually your willingness to be a guest on Dialogue on Divorce is your willingness to share your personal experience, because I think that so few people are really willing to put it out there if they feel worried about it or shy about it or ashamed about it. And I think it's really something that so many people go through in our culture. And it's so great to sort of be able to say, hey, you know what, this happens, life happens, and let's just kind of let it out there. Yeah, it's interesting. I actually, to a certain extent, miss what I was doing with sharing really almost a day to day when my blog first, when I first launched it online, because I found that, I, I don't know, I don't know what it is about sitting at a keyboard, but it was very liberating to me to be able to share my story and my emotions on a regular basis just by basically venting, uh, (laughs) venting on my computer. And something that was a pretty cool result of what I did because I shared my email address on my website is that a lot of people reached out to me and I actually had an opportunity to, you know, to swap stories and just basically share experiences with a lot of people that were going through the same thing that I was. And I don't know, I think in in a way it was able to to help other people too, because maybe they were able to communicate with me because I was somebody totally removed from their situation. And so that was a neat, unexpected bonus of my project. You kind of got to put together a mutual support group. I did. Yeah. In fact, I I didn't know if there was an opportunity to do more with it. It just turned into a lot of messages. Uh, It was really amazing, the number of people that reached out to me. And when I started my dress, creative dress locations, I really thought at the time, I had one coworker and another close friend who were both in very similar situations to what I was in. I thought that it could provide some comic relief for men. I really did not think that a single woman would appreciate what, what I was doing just be, just because of, of what a wedding dress is and, and how I think most women think of wedding dresses. My approach was to help men with a little bit of comic relief, but the reaction was quite the opposite. In fact, I think because not all the email, not all the messages that I received were complimentary. There were some people that thought that what I was doing was was harmful or that I had bad intentions. And surprisingly, the majority of women who wrote to me and commented on my website supported what I was doing, which just really opened my eyes to how this experience is not unique to men or women or 
it's just really something. And not even people that were married, because even those, you know, people who I think pretty much anybody can relate to a relationship that didn't work out. And so I think that was the reason that I had such a massive response to my blog. So how did you come up with the idea of 101 uses for your ex-wife's wedding dress? I can't take credit for that. It was a product of a dinner that I had one night at my parents' house. After my ex-wife moved out, we have two children. Uh, It's very, very weird to find myself home alone, something that rarely happened in the years prior to that. So I would occasionally join my parents, who just are a few miles down the road from me, for dinner. And that particular night, my brother, Colin, and my sister-in-law, Jenny, joined us also. So the five of us were sitting down and eating, and I hadn't shared with anybody up to that point the backstory, which is that the day that my ex-wife packed up her stuff and left our home, she lost the wedding dress and is in one of those fancy preservation boxes. Yeah, I'm familiar. And we have a a pretty nice-sized walk-in closet and the opening wall and then the two side walls and the back wall, so three walls. You know, my I had the left side of the closet, one of the one of the small side walls, and then my ex-wife's stuff occupied the main back wall and then the right side wall. So once her stuff was out of the closet, from the outside looking in, it, I mean, it was totally empty. None of my stuff was in view, with the exception of her wedding dress that was left dead center on the middle <laughs> shelf of the back wall. Yeah, is there a message in that? <laughs> well, of course. I mean, it wasn't there before. <laughs> But that's where it was left, you know, and so, you know, of course, and I saw it before she drove away, you know, and it didn't happen on, she didn't leave on, in you know, in one day. It was over a period of time. But the first day when she took the majority of her stuff, it was obvious that it was sitting there. And I said to her, I said, you're not leaving that with me. You know, what the heck am I going to do with it? And, and she told me that she wasn't going to take it. <laughs> and her word choice she said that I could do whatever the belief I wanted to do with the wedding dress, that she wasn't going to take it. I'm not the kind of person to chase her down in the driveway and throw it at her car or anything. I just thought, this is so bizarre. Like, And I proceeded, you know, over weeks when she was back in getting other things to encourage her to take it, which she never did. She just left it there. And so I just let it sit there. I didn't know I didn't know what to do with it. Thought it was bizarre that she refused to take it and I actually because the situation at the time was so devastating, I found myself standing in my bedroom staring at that dress just because I wanted to expedite the healing. You know, it was such a visual reminder of where my life was at that point in time. I looked at it all the time. But I didn't tell anybody about it until that dinner with my family. And I told them, I just said, I've got her wedding dress, you know, and they all reacted surprised, not understanding why it would have been left behind. And, and I asked them what I thought was a, you know, was a fair question, just an honest question. I said, what, what do I do with it? And my brother immediately said, he said, you need to wipe your leaf with it. And, you know, and every emotions were high, you know, in my family. And, and it was a difficult time for all of us. The, the ripple effects of divorce 
reach to your family members, you know, everybody's affected. And so, and then I think it was my mom who said next, no, no, don't do that. She said it would make a lovely doormat, you know, and I was still in a dark place at this point in my recovery, but I had to smirk when just the thought of that outside my front door. And then my sister-in-law, Jenny said, you could probably come up with 101 uses for it. And I just thought that was funny. And at that point, it wasn't, oh, we're going to actually do any of these things with the dress. But we finished dinner. I grabbed a pencil and a paper off my parents' countertop. And I said, all right, let's go. Let's see how many we can come up with. And <laughs> and we just started rattling off all these ridiculous things that you could do with a wedding dress. And it was fun. We were, you know, as a group. You know, we were entertained just thinking of silly things that you could do with a wedding dress. Well, it sounds like a really healing also in some way. Yeah, I think so. No doubt. I mean, I I was not in, in a happy place by any means. And it did. It provided some laughter. It provided some laughter that night, which otherwise, there pro- you know, probably would not have happened. And then from there, I have, a, uh, at the time, I had two sisters that didn't live. Well, I have three sisters, one that lives in town and two that weren't in town. And after, when I got home that night, I just sent them a note and said, just wanted to let you all know what we came up with and shared the list with them. And they're creative. I have some smart sisters, some witty sisters. And so I I said, you know, if you've got anything to add, please do. So then they they replied and, and our list grew. This is Dialogue on Divorce. I'm Catherine Miller, and we're here every other Wednesday on WVOX 1460 AM and WVOX.com from 5 to 5.30. We're also available as a podcast on my website, www.westchesterfamilylaw.com, as well as on iTunes and on SoundCloud. And I'm talking today with Kevin Cotter, who's the author of 101 Uses for My Ex-Wife's Wedding Dress, which is obviously a humorous look at your divorce and your sort of recovery process and how you use humor and as well as obviously other coping mechanisms and community building to recover from the from the divorce process. And so we've been talking about the how you came up with the idea of, of what you could use your ex-wife's wedding dress for. So did you actually use it for those things? Quite a few of them. That original list had about 60 different ideas. Some of them would require cutting the dress up, which we eventually eliminated because, you know, once you destroy it, then it can't be used for lots of things that require the the large, you know, the entire dress. And, you know, we scratched off napkins and some stuff like that, but some ideas that needed it to be chopped up, you know, and things like at that time was when there was the massive oil spill in the Gulf of Mexico. And one of the ideas was to use that to plug it. Obviously, that was not possible. (laughs) So some of them were concepts, but not practical. So then what we did was my brother and I went through the list and we whittled it down to actual things that we could do, you know, and we were were aiming for manly, you know, things that a single guy or newly divorced guy could use this giant piece of fabric for. What are some Um, of your favorites? Some of my favorites? Yeah. My favorite... My all-time favorite is the Darth Vader Scarecrow. Uh, And one of the reasons being that, like pretty much the entire project, there was little planning that 
went in beforehand, we were mostly flying by the seat of our pants, just, you know, taking a few hours here and there to try to, you know, state some of these uses. And the wedding dress scarecrow, I have a little garden in my backyard and we kind of, with an art easel and some different props, were able to give a little bit of structure to hang the dress over, but it needed a head and we didn't have, you know, we hadn't thought this through beforehand. So I was just wandering around my house trying to find something that could be the head of the scarecrow when I stumbled across this Darth Vader mask in my closet. And uh, <laughs> it was just right. And and at that point, the dress was still very clean. So you've got this practically, in the pictures, it looks like a perfectly white dress. There were sections of it that were dirty at that point, but not that can't be seen in that shot. So you've just got this perfectly white dress as a scarecrow next to my garden with a Darth Vader mask. And it ended up being the the banner on my website. And I just really like how that picture turned out. And what are some of your other favorites? The second would be snow camouflage. One of the other cool things about my project was when I started my blog, we had the list of about 60 uses. And I asked people, I explained that I was trying to get to 101, but that I needed help. And so thousands of ideas were submitted on my website. And snow camouflage, I'm not a hunter, and there's not a lot of snow that falls in my part of the world. So that's something that I would have never thought of. Somebody suggested snow camouflage. And we have a a mountain about an hour's drive from Tucson that's about, I don't know, 11, 12,000 feet that gets snow every winter. So once the snow fell up there, my brother and I went up there and and, uh, staged some snow camo hunting shots, which turned out pretty good because for those I wore gloves and the veil, (laughs) really funny pictures. It sounds like you really were able to put together a great following and participation and that that must have been, and maybe still is, like an incredible feeling of support for the situation you found yourself in. It really, it was amazing. I can't, and I didn't expect it. I'm not sure what I expected, but I didn't expect the number of people to reach out to me that did. And and yeah, being, being able to correspond with all these people in the same boat that I was in. Yeah, it was, it was therapeutic for me for sure. And I hope, I hope that it was beneficial to the people also that I was able to share experiences with. You're listening to Dialogue on Divorce. I'm Catherine Miller, and we are talking today with Kevin Cotter, the author of 101 Uses for My Ex-Wife's Wedding Dress. And you know, earlier, Kevin, you said that you heard from men and women, and you were surprised to hear from women in so much volume. Would you say there was a marked difference in the kind and the quality of communications you got from men and women, or was it pretty much the same? It was overwhelmingly from women. So the volume was much greater. I would say 10 to 1 messages that I received from women versus men. And and I feel like, you know, and maybe because the subject matter was a wedding dress, a lot of the women that reached out to me had wedding dresses, still had their wedding dresses. I had been holding on to them for whatever reason. Another neat byproduct of my project is that a fair number of people were unhappy with the destruction of my ex-wife's wedding dress, which I understand. I certainly could have given it to Goodwill. Somebody else could have worn it. 
it had monetary value. So I did destroy something that could have been of material benefit to somebody else. But as a result, there were actually had people who wanted to send me their dresses, which I just <laughs> thought was so absurd. You know, I'll, like like my dress needed a stunt double. You know, <laughs> you know your dress is not going to survive what you were doing. Please let me send you my dress so that you have more material to work with, so that you could you could keep going. At which point, my brother did some research. Um, also, some charities had reached out that had got wind of what I was up to and to just make me aware of what they do with wedding dresses, which actually worked out really well. So we ended up adding a page to the blog that was Donate a Dress because there are some charities out there that do amazing things with wedding dresses from you know giving them to people who can't afford them or making burial gowns for infants, which is hard to imagine a more noble, you know, application for a wedding dress than that. So as a result of that, you know, I don't know the exact number, but well over 10 women let me know that they had chosen one of those charities to send their dress to. So that was, you know, that was kind of, I like to think that that mine ex-wife's dress, (laughs) it didn't die in vain, nor is it dead. It could probably still do a lot more things, but it's not in great shape. Um, (laughs) But it's not. So, Kevin Cotter, if people are listening to us and are interested in your book or your website, how can they find out more information about 101 Uses for My Ex-Wife's Wedding Dress? Yeah, so my blog, which I I don't update very often these days because I'm in a very different place. My story has changed greatly since I launched it. can be found at www.myexwifesweddingdress.com. And on there, there's a link to Amazon, probably the easiest place to find my book, 101 Uses for My Ex-Wife's Wedding Dress. My email address, which is myexwifeswedningdress at gmail.com, is also available on that website. And I, I have always encouraged people who are interested to, to contact me if they want to they want to reach out to, to share any of their experiences or possibly to share. I've shared on my website photos from four or five different people with what they did with their wedding dresses. So if if anybody has any creative ways of moving on and and wanted to share some pictures, I'd be happy to take a look at those also. So I'm dying to ask this question, so I'm going to. What was your ex-wife's reaction? So my ex-wife is not a fan of my project (laughs) with her wedding dress. You know, and I originally thought that she would come around and at some point that she would see it for what it is. I understand to a certain extent uh, because it is the dress that she wore and that she left behind, but the story is mine. I'm not telling a story of my ex-wife. The story starts the day that she moved out and it just so happens that she didn't want that dress. And I was able to come up with, uh, you know, kind of a oddball way to laugh my way through some really difficult times. So the only negative about the entire project is that she doesn't like it. I get no satisfaction from her not liking it. I wish that she could interpret it in a different way, but I now know that that is not going to happen. So it's it's just unfortunate because there. No part of what I did was 
to hurt her. That's not what I was trying to accomplish at all. Well, it's probably a complicated thing, but I think in some ways you called her bluff. You know, she left it there. She told you to do with it whatever the heck you wanted to, right? And you did. And not only that, you did it in a really public way. And it was really healing for you and for a lot of people and for your family because of their participation also. And I think probably feels to her like it was at her expense. But I hear what you're saying, that you're saying, actually, I took this really painful thing and tried to find humor and creativity and community and healing through the process of uh, like physically transforming something that was representative of our marriage into something different. Right. It really, it's a giant piece of fabric. You know, that is, as I mentioned, I've had some messages from people who were not fans of what I did. And those people thought that what I was doing was the dress was a symbol of her. And like, I was doing all these things with the dress that maybe I wanted to do to her, but that's not what it is at all. Not to me. Do you feel that that writing the book and creating this community has helped you heal and move on and finish the transition through the divorce process? Or was it just sort of a side event? No, I mean, it was my brother, my my brother, Colin, he's six years younger than me. He took all the pictures. So he was my partner in crime as we planned. He was also the first one to really get it off the ground because I don't know that I ever would have done anything with it. Just making the list, just coming up with the ideas and the brainstorming and emailing my sisters and the, you know, the laughter that we shared at that point, was beneficial. It wasn't until my brother and I, who were very passionate about fly fishing, we were going on a trip, and he said, bring the dress. And I said, you got to be kidding me. You know, when you're going on a trip, space in the car is always, <laughs> uh, you know, at a premium. And I said, There's, and the box was huge. And I said, you, you, you're out of your mind. And he said, no, just bring it. Come on, just bring it. So got a look on our friend Andy's face when he picked me up and I've got all my gear out in the front yard with this wedding dress box was <laughs> was worth it just for that. But then it was on that trip that the dress came out of its box. Without that encouragement, I mean I don't think I would have ever done anything, but but that's how we got started. And then after after that, um Colin and I would uh, he, we, we, we worked together, so after work we would get together and say, All right, we're gonna set up a scarecrow and, you know, a few other things and take some pictures. And and, uh, that's, and and so that time with my brother, who's my best friend, I mean, I, I don't know that I can articulate the value of that for me in terms of getting through that time. I mean, it's... It sounds like it was really important to have your family around you. Kevin Cotter, congratulations on 101 Uses for My Ex-Wife's Wedding Dress and using humor to get through your divorce. It's been a pleasure having you as a guest on Dialogue on Divorce. Oh, thanks so much for having me on. I really appreciate it.